And a very good afternoon to you, handsome Dan. Happy to welcome you into this R. Memorial Day weekend, May 29th, Saturday edition of Montana at Noon. Let's open this Montana at Noon the only way I know how. By first taking a look at the Weather Command forecast for the rest of our Saturday, Memorial Day weekend, and into that Memorial Day holiday and what's to come next week. And now let's take a look at the Weather Command forecast. Rest of today is going to be partly cloudy, a 20% chance of rain in the afternoon, with highs in the mid-60s and west winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, lows around 40, southwest winds up to 10 miles per hour. Sunday is going to be sunny, with highs 70 to 75 degrees, and southwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the south in the afternoon. Sunday night, mostly clear, lows around 45, southeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Memorial Day is going to be partly cloudy, with highs 75 to 80, and south winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the southwest 5 to 15 mile per hour winds in the afternoon. Monday night, partly cloudy, lows around 50. Tuesday is going to be mostly cloudy, with highs 80 to 85 degrees. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, lows around 55. Meanwhile, Wednesday through Thursday is going to be mostly clear, with highs 85 to 90 degrees and lows around 60 degrees. And finally, Thursday night and Friday won't be as warm, partly cloudy, with lows around 55 degrees and highs 75 to 80 degrees. And previewing the body of Montana at noon coming up in just a matter of moments. First in local news, for the fourth straight year, the Montana Red Cross has teamed up with the Ross family to host blood drives across the Treasure State. First in local news, U.S. Senator John Tester has reintroduced the Fort Belknap Water Settlement Act in U.S. Senate. In a press release, the Fort Belknap Indian community says they are grateful for Senator Tester's continued commitment to securing its water rights and bringing long-overdue investments into water infrastructure to Fort Belknap. The Montana legislature approved the FBIC Water Compact in 2001 on a bipartisan basis, but the agreement includes in the compact along with other provisions needed to fully settle FBIC's water rights need to be approved by U.S. Congress. Fort Belknap is urging Congress to take quick action to pass the act which they say provides support infrastructure to develop and manage FBIC's water. For the fourth straight year, the Montana Red Cross has teamed up with the Ross family to host blood drives across the state. The tour will stop in Haver on Wednesday, June 2nd from 12 to 5 p.m. at the 5th Avenue Christian Church. On Thursday, June 24th, there will be a blood drive in Great Falls at the Red Cross Blood Donation Center from 12 to 6.30 p.m. The drives are in honor of 7-year-old Troy Ross, who was diagnosed with a rare immune disease in 2017 and needed more than 90 blood transfusion during his recovery and treatment. To schedule an appointment, visit redcrossblood.org and enter the sponsor code TROYSTRONG. You can also call 1-800-RED-CROSS. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced that they are accepting applications for eligible entities to provide planning, training, and technical assistance to rural communities to foster placemaking activities. USDA is making up to $3 million in cooperative agreement grants available. Eligible entities may use funds to help rural communities create plans to enhance capacity for broadband access, preserve cultural and historic structures, and support the development in transportation, housing, and recreational spaces. Public or private groups, organizations, or institutions that demonstrate experience in providing placemaking technical assistance and administering federal grants are eligible to apply. For more information, email rd.rpic at usda.gov. Now shifting our focus into state news. Blackfeet law enforcement held a press conference on Thursday on the case involving Arden Pepion, a three-year-old who went missing on April 22nd in the Two Medicine area. A comprehensive search for Pepion has come up empty so far, leading law enforcement to scaling back efforts. Law enforcement say they do not believe Pepion was abducted. The Montana Free Press reports that an oil spill of unknown size and duration has been reported on the Crow Indian Reservation. 
A spokesperson for Region 8 of the Environmental Protection Agency told the Free Press he believes the spill is coming from a gathering line, a pipeline used to transport crude oil from a wellhead to a central collection point. There aren't any known impacts or threats to the surface water at this time. A Helena judge is ordered for the implementation of House Bill 102 on college campuses to be put on hold while it undergoes a judicial review. The law, which allows those who meet safety certification to conceal carry firearms in most locations on college campuses, was set to go into effect on June 1st. However, the Montana University System Board of Regents recently voted to seek judicial review to determine whether the law infringes on the constitutional role and autonomy of the board. A 35-year-old Ronan man was killed when the vehicle he was operating was reportedly struck head-on by a woman fleeing authorities in Lake County early Friday morning. The Montana Highway Patrol says the crash occurred at 12 a.m. at mile marker 48 of U.S. Highway 93. The crash report states that an allegedly intoxicated 18-year-old R. Lee woman in a Jeep Liberty was traveling southbound in the northbound lanes during an active pursuit with law enforcement. The Jeep struck a northbound Chrysler sedan head-on at a high rate of speed. The Ronan man, identified as Ryan Left Hand, was the only occupant of the Chrysler and was pronounced dead at the scene. The incident remains under investigation. In a press release, officials from Yellowstone National Park announced that a hiker was injured by a bear on Friday morning. A solo hiker traveling on the Beaver Ponds Trail at Mammoth Hot Springs when he encountered two male grizzlies. One bear made contact with a 39-year-old male who suffered significant injuries to his lower extremities but was able to hike out on his own. The man was transported to the Livingston Hospital. The Beaver Ponds Trail is closed until further notice. The stretch of U.S. Highway 212 known as the Beartooth Highway is reopened for the season. The 68-mile-long byway that connects Red Lodge and Cook City and ends at the northeast entrance of Yellowstone National Park reopened on Friday morning. Plow crews have been hard at work clearing the scenic road which reaches an elevation of well over 10,000 feet. Changes can change quickly, so make sure to check road conditions before traveling and have an alternate route planned should the highway close. Governor Greg Gianforte says he opposes a proposal from federal officials to alter water releases from Fort Peck Reservoir in order to boost populations of endangered pallid sturgeon. With much of eastern Montana in a drought, Gianforte worries that the proposal could lead to a lack of water for farmers in the summer months, while flooding them with an overabundance of water in the spring. The proposal from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers would alter flows on a test basis along the Missouri River between Fort Peck and North Dakota's Lake Sakakawea. Now we shift focus and send things to James Cardarelli for a final look at Weekend Sports. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters Weekend Sports, I'm James Cardarelli. Let's start things off with some softball. The Haver Blue Pony softball squad posted a 1-1 record on the opening day of the Class A state tournament in Butte. The Blue Ponies started the tournament by posting a 6-3 win over Butte Central. Haver scored a pair of runs in the third inning to take a 3-2 lead and never looked back using a strong performance in the circle from Lexi Haney to seal a win. In the evening, Haver took on the undefeated Laurel Locomotives, falling by a score of 10-4. Haver scored four of the final five runs in the contest, but the comeback bid ultimately fell short. In the consolation round, Haver lost to Columbia Falls 14-4. They are now out of the state tournament. Also in softball, Lewistown in the consolation bracket beat Columbia Falls 8-4. They now advance and play 9 a.m. Saturday morning. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcaster Sports throughout the weekend for updates. Also in high school sports, the State A track meet is currently going on this weekend. Head on over to HighlineToday.com for results from the State A track meet. And in tennis at the State A tournament, Josh Warp and Trenton Malachny took third place in the doubles. And in singles competition, Josh Curry finished 
as the state runner-up. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcaster Sports throughout the weekend for more on the Haver High School tennis team. And this weekend at the Bigger Better Barn at the Great Northern Fairgrounds, it's going to be rocking with the Extreme Bears and Bronx event put on by the MSU Northern Rodeo Booster Club. Barney Sheridan will be handling the announcer duties both nights, and he says the fans are in for a treat with the abundance of talent on hand. Nine world championship buckles in bareback, four world championship buckles in saddle bronc. Between the two of them, almost 135, I believe, NFR appearances that are coming to Haver this weekend. Between the two events, there's over $20,000 added, and so it has an effect on the world standings. The fans will also be in for a great viewing experience, and those who can't be at the arena can still see the action. The big screens will be there so you won't miss a beat. Screen coverage is so good on this event. A lot of people find themselves almost watching the screen more than they actually watch the live event. Our event's going to be carried on the Cowboy Channel app worldwide. Barney goes on to say that while the events are limited to bareback and saddle bronc riding, there is still plenty of excitement for him and the fans. What I rely on, and they've never let me down so far, is the fans in Haver are going to pack the Bigger Better Barn, and they're going to be loud, and they're going to be wild, and we're just going to have a good time, and that's what we'll rely on. Showtime tonight is at 7 p.m. at the Bigger Better Barn. Reporting for New Media Broadcaster Sports, I'm James Cartarelli. And now let's take a look at the funeral notices for our area. Deborah Andes, 62, passed away due to natural causes at Kalispell Regional Medical Center on Wednesday, May 26, 2021. Cremation has taken place, and memorial services will be held at 1 p.m. on Saturday, June 5, 2021. At Holland and Benign Funeral Chaparral with Deacon Tim Maroney officiating. Burial will follow in Highland Cemetery. Debbie's family has suggested memorial donations be made in her memory to the Haver Food Bank, the Feed My Sheep Soup Kitchen, or the charity of the donor's choice. Please visit Debbie's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at hollandbenign.com. Corey Lee Stanley, 44. Went home to heaven on May 20th, 2021. Wake services will begin at 3 p.m. on Friday, May 28th, 2021, and will continue until this funeral service, which will be held at 11 a.m. Saturday, May 29th, 2021, all at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Box Elder. Burial will follow in the Rocky Boy Cemetery. Please visit Corey's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for his family at hollandbenign.com. Vicki Lee Vasika Kolbeck, 65, beloved mother, grandmother, sister, and friend, died unexpectedly due to complications of cancer on Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. Cremation has taken place, and memorial services will be held at 10 a.m. on Saturday, June 12th, 2021. At Christ Lutheran Church with Pastor Sean Jansen, officiating. Burial will take place at Kenilworth Cemetery, south of Kolbeck Farm, where she will be buried next to her parents and beloved husband. Vicki's family has suggested memorial donations be made in her memory to Christ Lutheran Church, the Big Sandy Library, the Big Sandy Pool, or the organization of the donor's choice. Please visit Vicki's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at hollandbenign.com. Emma J. Goley, 76, passed away due to natural causes at Northern Montana Hospital on Friday, May 21st, 2021. A visitation will be held from 10 a.m. until noon on Tuesday, June 1st, 2021 at Holland Benign Funeral Chapel. Graveside services will be held in Highland Cemetery at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. Please visit Emma's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at hollandbenign.com. And that will just about do it for Dan Pizzini reporting for a Saturday Memorial Day weekend edition of Montana at Noon. Remember, seven days a week we are your primary news source, KOJM, KPQX, and of course our online platform of HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Saturday, a fantastic Memorial Day weekend, and an awesome Memorial Day Monday.
and be safe out there. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters, I'm Dan Pizzini.